Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Thank you guys for giving me a little bit of your time tonight. I do not plan to keep you guys long. Um, but I just want to get up here, talk to you guys, give you a little bit of nuggets, the best way that I know how to give them and go from there. Um, it's been a kind of somber, sweet day. Today, I've had a lot to think about, a lot to go over, um, a lot to prepare for. You know what I mean? Hey, authors, how are you? Congratulations and hats off to you, ma'am. I see you moving and shaking, and I'm so proud of you. Just want to let you know, I know that I have not had time to personally chat with you, but I do want to say congratulations to you. So congratulations to you and hats off to you, ma'am. Keep it move, Keep going for it because the bottom is already crowded, if you know what I mean. So um, congratulations to you. And we have to chat so I can get ready to interview you um, again soon so you can tell the people what you have going on new um, and things like that and what your new endeavors are. So congratulations to you again. I'm excited for you and where you're headed. Um, and thank you for being up here with me uh, tonight. Hopefully you can stay on for the remainder of the show. But if you can't, I understand. So thank you, and please like, share, and comment. I would graciously appreciate it. Yes, ma'am, of course, not a problem. All right, so as I stated with you guys, I, I have to stop and 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 um, acknowledge people as I see them come in. So y'all know I like to do that. I don't like to leave people out, especially people that I have not um, um, had the opportunity to speak to with in a while. So um, you guys already know how I like to do. I like to acknowledge people. Um, but as I was stating, um, today has been kind of like a somber, sweet moment just preparing for a lot of things coming down the pipe, so much stuff um, um, going on in, in my personal life um, that, you know, I know that I have been keeping you guys kind of in tow for, and, um, you know, I will reveal everything soon um, to you guys, but I've just been in preparation mode for what's get ready to happen and the things that are getting ready to come. I also have um, been in preparation mode for um, a lot of like teaching things that I'm getting ready to do. So I got some webinars that I'm about to do, some seminars that I'm about to teach. I got some conferences that I got to be at coming up in the next couple months. So I got a lot going on that I'm preparing myself for um, in multiple ways than one. So um, not only am I preparing for um, all of those things that I just mentioned, I am also uh, preparing for uh, just to get ready for 
what's to come for the next level and what's happening before the the new year comes in because the new year will be here before we know it. You know, um, I was just speaking to someone today saying that, you know, it's just so funny that August is pretty much gone and September is right around the corner. I have absolutely no clue what I want to do for my birthday because y'all know I'm a September baby. I'm a Virgo um, and I have no clue as to what I'm going to do for my birthday. Probably get together with my my uh, my best friend and and we go out and do something um, like we have always done since forever. Um, we've always either went out to eat or done something together because our birthdays are days apart. Um, so, you know, but it's so many of us in September, not just me and my best friend, it's me and a bunch of my nephews. <laughs> I know, Auntie, it's me um, and a bunch of my nephews, my auntie, my godmother. Um, um, I mean, it's just so many of us coming up in September. It's, it's, it's not... Um, enough to try to figure out like what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, right? I had thought about like renting a big Airbnb and maybe going to the beach and inviting everybody out to the beach, uh, inviting everybody out to the to the house that I rent out um, just to have like a big get together, a nice little party um, for myself because I haven't had a, I don't think I've had what you would call quote unquote, like a birthday party or get together since I was a, like in my early 20s. So I haven't had like an actual party party um, in years. So, you know, um, but um, I'll figure out what I'm going to do, right? Um, so I'm actually looking forward to that next step in my life as well, because um, it's going to be a true blessing to be able to see it um, with everything that I have gone through, been through, dealt with um, in the past two, three years. Um, when I say it's going to be a true blessing to see it, I mean that it's going to be a true blessing to see it. So um, with that being said, like I said, um, I do not plan on being up here before you long, but I just want to give you guys some nuggets and talk, just have a little chat um, just to make you aware of some things, right? So this is one of the things that, um, you know, that I have had uh, a conversation with the Lord about concerning myself. Um you know, I have conversations with God about other people, but sometimes you just got to go to him about you and have a conversation about you because you want things about you to be better. You want you to be right. Um, and in order to continue doing what I do, I have to be in right standing with him and myself because I couldn't be able to, I would not be able to get up here and talk to you guys about something that I do not know, and I would not be able to get up here and talk to you guys about a life that I don't live, right? Um, too often did not do we deal with that. 
Um, and and do we do we see that you have people who improperly right and you have people that improperly um midwife you um in a situation so it's just like if you go to a doctor and god forbid you get the wrong doctor and this doctor misdiagnoses you um and they give you wrong medication and you've been on the wrong medication for the wrong diagnosis for x amount of years and you see that things never get better and you're praying for stuff to get better and you're wondering why stuff is not getting better. And then when you find out later on that you find out that these things did not get better because you were misdiagnosed and you were mistreated because of the misdiagnosis, right? Same thing when it comes down to like birth and birthing a situation. Um, so right now, this is what I'm saying to, to you. And this is also what I'm saying to the self, because you know that the, the message comes to the messenger first. So I am, um, and I know that I am pregnant with purpose in this season. I'm pregnant with a lot of purpose, right? In the being pregnant with purpose part of this season. Uh, or being with pregnant with purpose part of my life, right? I have to be very careful about who I allow to be in my birthing room, right? I have to be very careful of who I choose to be a part of my, my labor and delivery team, if you know what I mean. So I just want you to follow me and bear with me here, right? So, um, and authors, I know you understand because you, honey, you, you are more than pregnant with purpose in this season. And um, you are working towards getting ready to hit it to your labor and delivery stage to give birth to your baby, if you understand what I mean, right? So... This is what I'm saying. Um, so the title of tonight's show says, I asked the question, do you have the capacity to midwife me? Right? And, and I need y'all to, to, to think about that. And I need you to let it sink in for a second. And I need you to answer that question. Right? And if you're in the chat, talk to me in the chat. If you're able to conversation to conversate with me in the chat, that's what I need you to do. Because I need y'all to talk with me tonight. Hey, Crystal. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for catching the beginning. Since you are in the chat, I need you to talk back with me. I need you to, to conversate with me tonight because I need to hear from y'all. Um, I really, really need to hear from y'all on tonight. All right. So. I'm, I'm going to repeat it again, right? So here we go. I'm going to ask the question again. So the topic of tonight's show is, do you have the capacity to midwife me? Right now, um, a lot of us are 
spiritually pregnant. A lot of us um, are, are pregnant with spiritual babies right now, right? And some of us are also naturally pregnant. So when you are pregnant, period, we're just going to talk about the stages of pregnancy, right? Um, in the stages of pregnancy, you go through the different trimesters. And you got a first, second, and third trimester. And while you're in your pregnancy stage, you have the OBGYN. I'm going to get to your question in just a second. So when you're in your pregnancy stage, you have the, the stages of your pregnancy, right? So you have the first, second, and third trimester. Um, in your pregnancy stage, you have the OBGYN, right? You have your OBGYN for some of us. Hey, Simone, thank you for coming and, and being in the, the chat with us tonight. Thank you for always showing your support. Um, so you have your OBGYN. For some people, they also have what's called a midwife, all right? Um, for those of that don't have midwife or don't know, or, or some of them are also called doulas, right? So in this part of your pregnancy, you're going to see your OBGYN, which is the doctor. You're going to see them for your means of care. Um, you can also see a midwife because they also have that type of health care um, capability, right? A midwife can actually help you through every stage of your pregnancy. Like a OBGYN can help you through every stage of your pregnancy. Um, where if you just have a labor and delivery nurse, that's all they're there for. They're only good for the labor and delivery portion. They are not there to aid you through your whole entire pregnancy. They are just only there to aid you for your labor and delivery, right? So my question, and, and I'm asking this, repeating the, the question for Simone since she just came in. My question is the title of the show. Do you have the capability or the capacity to midwife me? So, Crystal, you said that when I say midwife, am I able? Are you able to be a midwife? Are you asking like in labor and delivery room and we need midwives to help us deliver our purple? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. So for your ministry, for the ones of us that are spirit, spiritually pregnant, right? So for your ministry, you have to have, your midwife is going to help you through every phase of your ministry. They're going to be that prayer partner. They're going to be the ones that labor and toil with you. They're going to be the ones that started from the beginning, like you started from the bottom, now we're here type of person. That's going to be your person. And that's going to be your go-to because they're going to be with you no matter what, because that's what the midwife does, right? Even after you deliver and you push that baby out, the midwife is still a very important part of your life because the midwife still plays a role in to show you how to mother the thing you just gave birth to, right? And so with that being said, you have to be careful who you choose to be your midwife. 
right? Because everybody is not capable of midwifing you in your birthing season, in your pregnancy season, and definitely not in your birthing season. See, a lot of people don't understand the numerology of the Bible, right? So right now we're still in August. We're still in the, the month of new beginnings. But nine means new birth. So now we're coming up on the month of new birth. This is the month that you're going to see a lot of new things fly. A lot of new things are going to be starting. A lot of new businesses you're going to see, right? Thank you, Shana, for, for joining me. I so appreciate you. Good to see you in the chat. Please like, share, and comment. And so how do you choose your midwife? It's just like you choose your... I realized today, um, and I love, I absolutely love my, my spiritual mom, but I think that I realized that my spiritual mom is more than a, more than a spiritual mom to me. She is also a midwife, um, because she will stick by you through everything if you allow her. And she will help push you and she'll take you through every stage and she'll nudge you to the right parts. And she'll help draw you back from the wrong ones. Just like in the just like in the birthing room, when the doctor tells you to stop and don't push, they're telling you not to push for a reason because there could be something wrong with the baby. There could be something, you know, uh, uh, that you don't, something going on that needs to be undone first before you continue to push because you don't want to bring harm to your your baby, right? So while the baby is still in the womb, you know, um, you have to be very careful at this stage. And at some of the stages that we are in, you have to be very choosy of who you choose as your midwife. Your midwife has to understand where you are. Your midwife has to understand where you're going. Your midwife has to understand your vision and your midwife has to understand your destiny as well. If your midwife does not know these things or do, does not understand these things about you, then you do not have the proper midwife to help you in your situation. Okay, I want to give you a little example and a little example of, of um, what I mean when I'm, I, I, I talk about what I'm talking about is let's talk about the story of Moses. And I was in a conference over this weekend, y'all, and the conference was phenomenal. So shout out to Dr. K um, and her empowerment weekend that she had. But it's funny that the whole entire weekend, it was a ball of confirmation for me because um, while all of this was going on, while I'm in the conference, everything that every speaker spoke about, I had literally just had a conversation about it. I had either just spoke on it um, here on the show or I had literally just had a conversation about it or I had literally just wrote it down to make it my next text to talk to you guys about like I'm talking to you guys about right now. And somebody just comes out and talks about it. So it was confirmation automatic for me. 
And what I have realized is that the Lord has been reconfirming things for me. and He's been confirming it quickly. It hasn't been something that I have had to wonder about. I haven't had to ponder on it long, but he has been bringing me sudden confirmation behind the thing. Right. So I, I thank him so much for that. And I, I bless him for that because he doesn't have to do that for me, but he chooses to do it all the time. Do you have to have, do you have to have your experience to know when it's time to check? Uh, elaborate, if you don't mind, when you say that. And then that way, I want to make sure that I answer your question correctly, because I don't want to answer you wrong, auntie. But um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's just like, um, it's been all confirmation for me. So tonight, talking to this about y'all, it Talking to this with y'all was confirmation for me because I knew that this was what I was going to talk about tonight. And bam, Saturday, here's the confirmation about what I was going to talk about. My whole entire message about tonight, She, the, the, the speaker of the last night talked about, and I was just sitting there just put my hands on my head like, Oh my God, if you don't get out of what the Lord just gave me and what the Lord had told me to write down earlier, um, it wasn't even funny. Right? So um it, expound on your, your question some more for me, Auntie, so I can make sure that I'm I'm answering you correctly. All right. So this is the thing, right? So you know, and I'm excited because I'm excited to talk about this with y'all. I'm always excited to share things with y'all because y'all know I'm very transparent. I don't mind leaving to talk about anything um, because that's how you you heal and get delivered. And that's also how you help other people um, set themselves free, right? So um, let's jump into the story of Moses really quickly. Um, and I'm going to show y'all how this, the story went with the midwife for Moses. All right. So if anybody knows that the story of Moses, when his mother had him, um, we all know that Herod was looking to um, kill the children at that time. Um, and because this demand had been put out, they were killing infants that were being born at this particular time. Um, any child that was under the age of two had to be killed because they were looking for the quote-unquote Messiah, right? They was looking for the quote-unquote, we don't know who he is. We don't know the time span that he was born. We don't know this and we don't know that. So they were looking to, to kill off that lineage so that the Messiah could not be, uh, be around to do what he was called to do. Oh, what was prophesied about him, right? So Moses' mother, she had Moses. What did she do? She hid him for three months straight so that they, they could not find him. So he was about three months old when she put him in the river Nile, right? When she put him in the Nile River, she made a, a basket out of straw and she put him in it and she closed it tightly. And then she just prayed that the Lord would send it to the right place. 
And lo and behold, here he is rocking and weaving in this, this basket, going along the now. No telling what was in the water with him. No telling what could have killed him. No telling what could have stopped him from making it to his predestined place in order to help us get where we are today so he could play his part. So with that being said, guess who's, who's, who's a, a, a bath or front door um, he gets washed up on? The Pharaoh's daughter, right? So this particular Pharaoh's daughter, she could not have children. She could not bear children. And um, when she came out, she opened the basket and she saw that it was a baby. So she took him out and lo and behold, it was baby Moses. Well, because she could not have any children, you know that if you are not a mother or if you are not a pregnant person or you have not just given birth to a child, then you do not have the capability to feed a baby. Um, and back then, we did back then in the Bible days, there wasn't formula. So you had to find a woman that had just given birth for her to midwife a newborn baby. <laughs> What a, a, a what 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 other scenario do you know that you not only give up the one crown jewel that you have in your life and you watch that crown jewel wash up on somebody else's front doorstep? Not only did it wash up on somebody else's front doorstep, but it washed up on the door of the palace, right? And it washed up to Pharaoh's one daughter that just so happened she could not have children. So I need y'all to follow. Right, how the Lord orchestrated the thing. She could not have children of her own. So, in the midst of this, again, like I told you, because she could not bear children of her own, she could not perform the duties of feeding this baby that she found that she is now going to rear up as her own. Right. So, at the end of the day, what did she do? She had to find a midwife. So, this little girl comes to her and say, hey, wait, 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 I got the perfect midwife for you. And guess what? Guess who the midwife turned out to be? Moses's own mother. So not only do you give up your child, but you're able to get your child back in a sense because somebody went and mentioned your name to Pharaoh's daughter and said, no, I have the perfect midwife for you. She just gave birth. She can midwife him for you. She can take care of him for you. And so not only did she get the opportunity to rear up and raise her own son that she had to give up due to the situation, but she was able to watch him grow as she midwifed him for Pharaoh's daughter. So yes, she was more than capable and she had the capacity to midwife her own child. Now, as she watched him grow, she watched him grow into a wonderful young man. She taught him virtues and she taught him things and he learned things from Pharaoh and he became an upright young man, right? And all of that, with all of that being said, it goes back to the question that I asked. Do you have the capacity to midwife me, right? So this is the question that you have to ask yourself, especially being in a season where you are pregnant with purpose. You are pregnant with ministry. You are pregnant with so many different things. You have to ask yourself, the person that you're choosing, 
do they have the capacity or capability to midwife you? Right? And there's nothing wrong with asking this question. There's nothing wrong with asking yourself this question because you want to be sure. Right? I know that I am I am pregnant with a lot of things in this season. And um the person that I choose to midwife me has to have the capacity to be able to midwife me in this season, right? Or they could cause birth defects in my my situation, right? And it's just like with a doctor, your OBGYN will tell you to refrain from doing certain things, to not do this, don't take that. Don't do this. Don't do that. To keep you from causing harm to your unborn baby, right? So with that, even if it's a spiritual pregnancy, you don't want to cause harm or a spiritual birth defect by walking out, walking out of God's time and walking out of his will. Because you can then in tow cause yourself to have a spiritual birth defect. You don't want that to be in this season of what you're getting ready to do. You want to be able to go full term. And when that baby comes out and you're crowning and you're having contractions and and your water is breaking and it's that time for you, you want to be able to have what we wish is as a smooth labor. And then after the labor, when you see that baby and you get a chance to hold that thing that you just gave birth to now you still have to have a midwife around to show you how to hold the baby how to breastfeed the baby how to um make sure that you birth the baby right so that the baby don't get colic and all of these different things that you are being taught because now you are now still being midwife by somebody who is still trying to show you the ropes to properly midwife you so that you can give birth the proper way, right? So this is what I'm asking you guys to do. I'm asking you to search within yourself and I'm asking you to ask yourself in this season of your life, right? Ask yourself and it's okay, it's okay, it's okay to ask yourself a question. It's okay to care about your well-being, to want to know if the person that you are choosing or people that you have around you, do they have the capacity to midwife you in your birthing season, right? So here is a question. Do you have to have the skill to know how to, when to do, and not to do? We have to be ready for anything that comes, whether it's good or bad. So if your babies come in breach, then, then you know we will have to do something else in order to turn it around. So it may come smoothly, head first. You have to prepare to know that everything is going to work out. You have to be ready for anything that's going to happen. Don't know if that makes sense. So you have to picture it. It makes a whole lot of sense. Yes, ma'am. And I was actually just speaking on that. So yes. Um, Yes, you have to have some type of, of, of knowledge to know, and you have to just kind of be able to talk a person through the situation. Because sometimes 
when it comes down to midwifing, I watched a lot of midwifing situations where people didn't actually deal with OBGYNs. They had a midwife, excuse me, or a doula um, that stayed with them and showed them how to do things. Um, the doula or midwives came to their home and they had their babies at home. And I've been there to watch a lot of these, a couple of these situations. So it's something to see. So I've watched some of my godchildren, god babies, actually be born. Right. Um, so with that being said, yes, you have to know because you have to be able to to have the right for knowledge i'm gonna say to be able to talk them through it it's just like if if i know that you as an individual right now that you have a ministry um and that your ministry is dying because of where you are spiritually as a person that is also in ministry and as um a person that is in leadership, I should be ready and should have always have something in my arsenal of things that I could say to another leader or an upcoming leader or somebody that's upcoming in ministry to be able to talk you through how to get from where you are and how to push you, catapult you to the next level of where you're supposed to be. Because everybody water, everybody plants something and then somebody else comes along and waters the thing right so life is all about planting seeds and watering them that's that's what life is life is a pretty much a big learning and planting ground because even when you learn the teacher is planting the seed of what you're learning knowledge is the planting of that seed the watering is you taking the time to pick up a book, read it, and you're watering the seed that was planted with whatever you continue to read to add more knowledge to it. After you water it with, with more of what you're learning about, then there's pruning parts of being planting, and then there's, there's the stage of where it just blooms. And even after it blooms, it still has to be pruned. And you have some flowers that naturally wither away and then rebloom as the season and the years go by. And they just naturally do it on their own. The leaves and stuff will fall off. The leaves will change color. It looks like the plant is dying. But that's just how it looks. It's, that's how it looks on the outside. But on the inside, the plant is just chilling until it's, it's, it's time for it to rebloom. And blossom again and this is where we have to learn like what stages are we are and that's the reason why i tell you guys it's so important to know what season and stage of your life that you are in right it's very important to know these things about yourself if you don't know your season and you don't know what stage of life you're in you can mess yourself up because you could go ahead of your something, you could go ahead of something, and you could be doing it out of season. It's just like if you plant certain plants in out of season, they might bear fruit, 
It might produce something, but what it's producing is not edible because it was done out of season. Right? And so you don't want what you have going on on these in these things, these wonderful things that some of us are pregnant with. You don't want your, your stuff to be ill-gotten and to become, to be like an inedible fruit or inedible object because you did it out of season. This is why it's important to have the proper midwife. Right? So again, I'm asking you to search within yourself and ask yourself that the people that you have chosen to be a part of who you are, to be a part of your life, Ask yourself, do they have the capacity to midwife you? If you know that you can answer no to any of the faces that you put in front of that question, I'm not telling you that you can't be friends, but they are just not the people that are meant for that season of your life, that, that thing that you're getting ready to birth, right? We all have a next level and everybody can't go with you to your predestined place because they're just not ready for it. They don't have the capacity to handle it. It's just like where at the higher you're elevated, if something is not meant, doesn't have the lung capacity to move to that elevation with you, you're pretty much going to suffocate it. So just take take for instance. Let's just let's just use a mountain, right? So here's a mountain. Eagles can fly at the top of mountains, right? They support you because they don't know. That's 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 absolutely right. So, but let's let's take the mountain metaphor, for instance, right? On a mountaintop, you have Goats that could go on the side of mountains. You have mules that could go on mountains because they they are they have the capability of being able to to go and wander and take you up a mountain. They have that capability. You have um, certain animals have the capability to be able to go up mountains. You know, so when they get in that higher altitude, it doesn't hurt the lung. It doesn't hurt to breathe and they're able to handle that high of an altitude. So if I could give you a, let me see if I could draw y'all out a, a little metaphoric description here, right? Okay, so say, can y'all see this paper? Y'all y'all can see that? All right, so all right, so can y'all see that? Y'all can't see that. Okay, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to try to draw it out, you know, or map it out so you guys can see and look at it from like the bottom of a mountain. When you start from the bottom of the mountain, the air um, is normal and regular. The middle of a mountain, the air is still a little normal, but the capacity for you to be able to breathe it and take it in changes. The higher you climb, 
the more it takes from you to be able to breathe if you're actually physically going up that mountain yourself, right? So same thing with the animals. I, I use the eagle, right? That's right, Auntie. That the higher you climb, I call it the denser the air, right? And and Mianti says the lighter the air, which is true. So eagles soar and they fly. They meant for this type of thing. So they can fly like planes do. And if you notice that even with an airplane, when you take a trip, your plane does not stay on the ground in order to get you from the airport to your next airport destination. It has to elevate itself and go in the air and then go reach a certain inclination in order to get you to where you have to go. So as the incline goes on, if certain things happen at certain altitudes, you now have the oxygen things that fall out in the airplane, right? And they'll tell you to put it on so you can continue to breathe. So it won't feel like you are about to suffocate and you won't feel like you're about to die because the air, it, I mean, it gets real tight. You will feel like all the oxygen is being sucked out of the plane. If you've never experienced it, trust me when I tell you, you don't want to, right? So it is just like a person who has asthma. Their altitude doesn't have to be high for their lungs to not work properly, right? But if a eagle was to try to wait for its bunny rabbit friend to make it from the bottom of the mountain to the top, that rabbit would never make it to the top of the mountain. And the eagle and the bunny rabbit are, are best friends. But that rabbit doesn't have the capacity to make it to the top of the mountain where the where it is the eagles that's the eagles playground that's the eagles territory that bunny rabbit don't have the capacity to be there with the eagle so you know what happens that eagle has to come down to chill out with his bunny rabbit friend because his bunny rabbit friend does not have the capabilities to make it to the top of the mountain So everybody in your life does not have the capability right. So the alt that's right. So Auntie says, so the altitude is 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 feet. However they set it in the air and your air starts to get lighter, you start to feel the pressure. Right. And it's the same thing for you in in the in the what I call the the natural slash spirit realm, right? Um, everybody can't go where you're going because they don't have the capabilities and the capacity to hold it. They don't have the capability and the capacity to be there. Have you ever noticed that when you go, um, it, that that if you walk in certain places, um, people just look at you strange. Some people wondering why you're in the building. Some people wondering why you just walked in the room. 
some people even might have the, the, the balls to come out and say it. Are you sure you're in the right room? And you can be able to tell them, yes, I'm in the right room. I've walked in buildings before. I've walked in places before. And people met me at doors saying hello, saying my name. Let me take you to your seat. This is where your seat is. This seat was waiting for you. I never, I didn't know all of this stuff. I'm walking out. Right? Can you guys still see me? Can you guys still see me? Because it looks like I'm frozen. Okay, right. So, like I was saying, um, you know, I, I've been in places where I've I've walked in a building or walked in a room. They will say my name and they will come and grab everything from me. Miss Fenton, you know, let me let me take you up here because this is where your seat is. Please let me go get you seated um, while we wait for such and such and such. Or if it was a church related thing, um, I might have been part of uh, like clergy or something. They didn't know who I was, but just me walking in the building, they automatically come and grab all of my things and let me take you up to the front and let me sit you up here. Um, this seat is for you without even asking me who I was. So at the end of the day, um, that's the reason why I say when you, when, you know, you don't have to announce yourself to anybody when you walk into a building or, or as you see a lot of people that, that are quick to tell people, oh, I'm pastor such and such. I'm apostle such and such. I'm prophetess, da, 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 da. You don't have to do all of that because just who you are when you walk into a building or you walk into a room, people know the, the the spirit of a person and they just know who and what you are. They know what they're dealing with when they see you, right? So you don't have to do that for yourself. Plus the Bible says that your gift will make rooms for you, not you make room for yourself. It says we don't have the capability to be at the level of everybody. I don't have the capability to be at the level you are right now. I'm a starter, so I'm on the low ground, but I will make my way. I will make I will make my way. It will take some time to reach capabilities of where you are. Right. And that's the thing. Like in life, what I have realized is that we expect people to be where we are. We expect people to understand our level. We expect them to understand us. And they can't understand you if they don't have the capability to understand you because of where you are, because of the position that you hold, because of who you are. 
everybody does not have that capability to be able to be there for you in that capacity, right? So whatever their role is, let every person play their part. Stop trying to give everybody the same role in your life because everybody don't have the same role. Everybody is not lifelong. Everybody is not meant for you to be with you for the long haul. Some people are meant to come and teach you a thing, show you something, and go on their merry way. And you have to be okay with that. Because not everybody is meant to be around for the long haul. And in ministry, everybody is not long haul anyway. The Bible says that you are supposed to teach them, train them up, and send them out. So why do some of these so many leaders try to control and hold on to people when that's not what you're supposed to do? The word, it tells you that you are supposed to teach them, train them, and send them out. But instead of teaching and training and sending out, you trying to hold on to everything possible. And that's not, that's, that's not it. You going against, you going against what, what it say. Do you know what the world would be like if every seminary school and every church kept all the leaders that it taught? It kept all the leaders in the ministry that it ever groomed and never sent them out anywhere. If they all stay in-house and never got sent out, if you were taught to learn how to be an evangelist, but you never actually stepped foot outside the door to evangelize, then what good are you and why were you taught? Right. That is so right, Crystal. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, honey, I, I want to give folks knowledge and send you on your way because I want to see I want to see somebody else be able to sit down and, and teach people, you know what I'm saying, better than what I teach. You know what I'm saying? I what I what I do is is what I do. I like what I do, you know what I mean. And I don't even really consider myself to be a good teacher like that, y'all, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I just love what I do. I love to talk to people about the Lord. I love to give them um, the knowledge that he gives me concerning and pertaining certain words. And, and I move on. But the people that the people that I see, you know what I'm saying? My whole thing is I, I want to see you get up and teach it too. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear you teach a word to say, that's right, girl. You better teach that word like you know how. I want to be in the amen corner and saying amen to what you say. It ain't all this not about who the one person doing all, you know, doing it all the time. And that's that's it. You know what I'm saying? We all have our own our own roles to play. And at the end of the day, we don't all we don't all carry the same thing. You know. And nobody has to say we we might all know each other, we might all love one another, right? But none of us have the same anointing. Right? And because we don't have the same anointing, that's actually what makes us work together so well. Right? 
thank you. Thank you guys. I, I so appreciate you. And and I, I appreciate it. that's all I know how to do is encourage people. And and I love to teach when I can teach and when he gives me something. As y'all can see, I get excited about giving it to you guys. And I just want you guys to be excited about the word and learning it for yourself. You know what I mean? But tonight, I, I really want you guys to, to really ask yourself that question. I want you to go through and think about what I said. Think about tonight's topic of the room. Do you have the capacity to midwife me? And I bet you, if you thought about some of the people that you would put in that category and, and think about that question, they don't. A lot of them don't see the way you see. A lot of them don't understand how your mind works. A lot of them think you're really weird. You're odd. You stick out like a sore thumb to them. You know what I mean? And, you know, but even with that being said, it doesn't make it so that, that you can't work together to birth something great. Everybody has been given a vision of something. And there are people that are meant to be your collective to help you with your vision. And you have also been chosen to help somebody else with their vision. And we have all been chosen to help somebody with their vision. You know, they used to have this saying, and I believe they still say it from time to time, to each one teach one. And it's a very true statement because somebody had to teach you in order for you to get where you at. Somebody taught me all the knowledge that I already have. So because it was taught to me, hey, why not give that knowledge out to somebody else? Right. It's a choice. So I have to ask you tonight, what is your choice? Can you be that person that you're willing to midwife somebody else and see them and see their vision come to manifestation stage. And even after it's manifested, be able to stand by and encourage. Be able to stand by and say, okay. Okay. I know it's hard. You fought hard to get where you at. Don't you walk away. Don't you give up on this thing. Are you willing to stand in the trenches with somebody else? 
to watch their vision come to pass. Just like they're going to be somebody that's going to stand in the trenches with you to watch yours come to pass. Do you Of course. Well, thank you, Marchionette. I appreciate you for watching. I, I I thank you for your encouraging words and, and please um like, share, and comment, and please continue to keep watching. You never know what I might what the Lord might give me next, you know what I mean? Um, but we we bless the Lord because that like I said, the message the message comes to the messenger first. And he always gives um, wonderful things to think about because he wants his people to be aware of where they are in life and what they can have and all of that, that type of stuff. So just be aware of who you have, because at some point we're going to be a midwife for somebody else and there's going to be a midwife for us. But tonight what I'm asking you is ask yourself, whoever you thinking about that you have close to you, that you are choosing um, to be your, your connections in life, especially right now in this season, because some of us are at birthing points and the water has broken and water's getting ready to break. We having contractions and, and baby's about to get ready to be birthed. Ask yourself, do these people that you about to have in your labor delivery room are they do they have the capabilities of midwifing you? Do they have the capabilities of being able to walk you through this next stage of your life? Right? And and you know, that's 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 it. You know, that's 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 what it is in a nutshell. You have to ask yourself these things. And you said, for me, I'm not at that point to mid to midway but i'm if i had to i wouldn't know how to because i'm all about learning and watching and standing beside and supporting but you have to want that help and you have to want to learn right 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 oh of course i mean th this is the thing when it comes down and, and um and this is for you this well, this one is for you, Auntie, and then I'm a I'm a get to you, um, Crystal, and um, the 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 biggest thing is is this right here, what I have learned, and this is just my experience. I can't speak for other people. I have learned that when the Lord puts people on me, or put them on my heart for me to start praying for them. And I ask the Lord and I begin to mention their names in prayer. He then starts to connect me to them in the spirit, especially if I mention them all the time. So if it becomes a habit of mentioning a person's name in prayer, then yes, I will be able to pick up on things concerning that individual. And that's just what it is. I'm good for picking up the phone and calling somebody and say, hey, is everything okay? Is everything all right? And they'll say that I called at the right time. I must have picked them up. That's what they tell me all the time. And, you know, it to me, it just be, I, you know, 
I, I just felt the need to pick up the phone at that time. Never not knowing what, you know, was going on or what, if they had something going on, because sometimes you just don't know. If your person gets dropped in your spirit, you may never know why, right? Um, and when you call the tech on them, it was just the right opportune time because they were going through something or they were dealing with something and they may have needed prayer or whatever have you. And you were just placed there at the right time. Well, I we bless the Lord, authorist. I, I know it's giving you something to think. It gave me something to think about when the Lord brought it to me. So imagine my, imagine my face when he brought it to me, right? And I'm just like, what? What you say? What the is are we doing that? Um, and then like I said, like for me, um I really, really, really understand now that my spiritual mom is more than that. She's my spiritual mom has been a midwife for me. Um, and there's been a couple people that have midwifed me to different parts of my life. Um, you know, and I thank God for them. They may not no longer be a big point because most of the time after your midwife helps you give birth and they show you how to do certain things, maybe like your first month, month and a half, your first three months after your baby is born, then you no longer deal with your midwife because that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? She did her job and it's time for her to move on or whatever have you. And that's pretty much what the midwife's job is, is to do. She's supposed to be with you through that season of pregnancy. And then after you give birth, she's there for another quarter of your pregnancy, right? Um, and then she's gone. I mean, it, she's gone after that um, because she's done her job. Even a midwife isn't a permanent fixture in your life. She's there with a purpose. She's to help you through your birth, your pregnancy season and in your birthing stage and to help you in the first parts of, of birth. And after that, she's gone. Even she has a time, even she has an expiration date. Your midwife is not a permanent fixture in your life. She's just that, your midwife. At this time, that is your gift. So you can feel it. See it where God tells it to you. So you know when. Yeah, I think, you know what, Auntie? I think you you just might be right. I I mean, you know, I I sometimes, you know, other people see stuff concerning me um that I may not look at in that aspect because I'm just so used to just being there and encouraging people. I'm just so used to, okay, this this is what you say you got going on. This is what you say you want to do and encouraging people to to go to their next levels, con uh, encouraging people to continue to go forward because I have an issue with procrastination and stagnation that bothers me. You know, so it's, it's continue movement. I'm all about for moving, not about just sitting around and, and trying to whittle your thumbs and pray for something to happen because that's not that's not what 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 this is about. 
That's not what life is about. That's not the intent. The intent is you go and you take it by the hand, take it by the rein, and you go along with it. Everything may not work out the way you want it to. And a lot of things in life won't. You know what I mean? Um, And it's not sad to say. Because like I said, everything, even we have an expiration date, y'all. You have an expiration date of who you are and what your purpose is in somebody else's life. And even we just as human beings, we have an expiration date. We had a birth date. And we have an expiration date. We just don't know when that's going to be. And it's the same thing with your position or your role in somebody else's life. You got a day that you came, that you entered it, and you got a day that you're going to leave it. Because nobody is lifelong. I don't care how how much you want to try to keep a person around. They're going to go. Even if they pass and that's how they go, they still go. You know, so you you gotta give the you gotta respect it while you have an opportunity to respect it. The thing of it is, is you gotta learn how to while you got access to people and you got access to things, you better learn how to to glean from the access that you have because when that access is that access get cut off. And that access is now gone or denied. You're going to wish that you would have learned everything you could have learned. You're going to wish that you could have sat down and had those conversations with with some of those older folks that are no longer around. You're going to wish that that your mom was still around to show you some of the old school methods of what they used to do to take care of you when, when you were born and when you came up. When you have access to people and you have access to knowledge, use the access, utilize the access that you have. Because I promise you, when that access is gone, you're going to wish you would have done it. We got access to, to knowledge, right? But how often, Chance, do you pick up a book and read it? I'm always reading something, y'all. Y'all, y'all see, I got, I got books, then notepads everywhere. I'm always studying something. But right now, I'm, I'm putting together my, my lesson plans for the, what I'm getting ready to teach here, starting this week. Right. So, you, you have to, to understand where you are. That's the reason why I'm giving people access. I'm giving people access and I'm giving people knowledge to certain things. And I tell you the stuff that I know, and then I tell you where to find it. I tell you where to find it. That's the biggest thing. I don't just hold on to all of the access for myself. I I don't do that. I don't just say, oh, okay, well. That's not what I do. If I give you knowledge and I give you anything, I give you this and I say, oh, well, you can find it on such and such. I'll give you the website. 
I'll give you that. And, and that's what you have to do. You want to make sure that you give people the, the access that they need to what they need. That's just like when you're in school. The teacher can tell you certain things, but they give you the access, which is the, the other tool, which is the book, which has the full access to the knowledge. She gives you parts, but the book gives you full access to the rest of the knowledge. And that's what a teacher does. A teacher will never give you full access. Here's the reason why you in school is called learning. Here's the reason why I feel like it's so important for parents to literally ask their children when they get home, okay, what did you learn today? Because a child can literally come home and tell you that they learned nothing because they really didn't learn nothing. When it comes down to me and church-related stuff, I can always sit back and say, okay, well, this is what I learned. This was the nugget. This is the gem that you dropped. And this is what I took from what you said. This is what I got. And I took that scripture that you said, I went and I read it, and I was able to break that scripture down to this. You know, I'm I'm one of them. I take stuff and I break it down in in ways that I can understand it to if I decided to give it out to somebody else, I break it down in a way that a child could understand it. So tonight, because like I said, I didn't want to keep y'all long. I just wanted to give y'all the gems and the nuggets that the Lord gave me. And I wanted to drop those off to y'all so that you guys could take it and go and do some, some wonderful stuff with it. Right. You know, I, I, I can't wait to see what the Lord is going to do with some of y'all. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, authors, I am super proud of you ma'am. Okay. So please remember that. I'm very, very, very proud of you. Um, Cause I know it hasn't been easy. Hasn't been easy. You've been through a lot while you've been going through school to finish up your degrees and to keep a level head, even with all the life is trying to throw at you on top of still completing your degrees. Hats off to you, ma'am. Hats off to you. So I'm so, so, so super proud of you. And like I said, keep moving forward. Keep going up because the bottom is super crowded. But that is the question of the night, you guys. That's the question of the night. Please ask yourself. 
And I, I don't care how many times you got to ask yourself, because it's going to be more than once. And it's going to be multiple times that you're going to have to do it. Ask yourself. When you think about the people that you have placed in certain places of your life, ask yourself, do they really have the capabilities of midwifing me? And if you realize that the answer is no, it is still okay. That just means they're not for that part of your life. That's all. And it's okay. Because everybody can't go where you're going. They don't have the capacity to go where you're going. That's just like, y'all see the size of this bottle? Right? This bottle, y'all can't see it because it has a label on it. But this bottle is literally half full right now. If I took a bottle this size and tried to fill this bottle, this bottle does not have the capacity to hold what's in this bottle. You catching what I'm saying? I need y'all to think about how you pour, how you've been constantly, ooh, Lord. How you've been constantly pouring what's in you. Okay, the bigger bottle is you. How you've been constantly pouring what's in you into something that doesn't have the capacity to hold what you're trying to put into it. And I promise you, the Lord just gave that to me like three minutes ago. That that was not even a part of my thing. That was like the analogy breakdown that he just gave. But I need I need you to think about that. It's a lot. You got to stop and think about who you've been pouring into, who been pouring into you. Do you have the capacity to to handle what they've been pouring into you? You know, have they been pouring in the right stuff? First and foremost, that's that's the main question, really. And And then. Do you have the capacity? I thank the Lord for what he just gave. Like that analogy I just gave. That analogy made me shake my own head. Because it made me stop and think. 
about how some people could have felt when they were trying to pour into you when you were not in the proper position to to hold what they were trying to pour into you. And then now that you are in the position that they were in, this is you, this is them. This is already half full. This bottle is bigger though. So this container does not have the capacity to hold what is coming out of you. It's, it's not going to work. There's going to be an overflow. Right, Auntie? There, there's there's going to be an overflow. If I tried to pour what's in this bigger bottle into this, and this container is already half full. And it's not even the same type of ingredient at that. That's, that's the other part that make it bad. So they're not going to mix well because it's not even the same type of ingredients. This is oil. This is not. Jesus. That's another topic for another night. That's a whole nother topic for another night, y'all. I got to do, oh, I got to say, oh, I got to, we got to say, I got to say that again, y'all. I got to say it again. I got to say it again, y'all. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to say it again. Because, again, two different sizes. Two different size containers. This container is halfway full. This is you. This bottle is you trying to pour into something that doesn't have the capacity to receive what you are trying to pour in it. Not only that, does it not have the capacity, but this is oil in this bottle. This is a liquid. If you try to mix a liquid with an oil, it would not mix well. How how often in life have we tried to get somebody, pour something into somebody, first of all, that we know didn't have the capacity to receive it? And then not only that, how often have we tried to mix things that we knew were not compatible? I'm done. That, I mean... Just, just that quick analogy that the Lord gave, and and he he just got me over here shaking my head, like for real. <laughs> just that quick. Now, see, if you reverse the analogy, this bottle 
is smaller than this, this bottle, right? But this bottle would have the capabilities, this bottle would have the capabilities to hold what this bottle was trying to pour out of it because this bottle is bigger. But this bottle is also almost full to the brim, right? You got to think about who who you pouring out to, what's being poured into you, and, and who you pouring out to, what you pouring out to people. And do these individuals, these people that you're trying to pour yourself into, these people that you that you try to talk to, do they literally have the capability and the capacity to to obtain and hold what you're trying to pour out? So if y'all don't have any um, questions or comments for me um, before we get up off of here, then I'm I'm done. I done said what thus says the Lord, and I'm done for tonight. I, I hope that it helped somebody. I hope that, you know, it, it was able to enlighten somebody on something. I really, you know, I, I just, I'm in amazement of what the Lord does and how he does it. So. Thank you, authors. I, I so appreciate it. Does anybody have any questions for me before I go tonight? And thank you for support, Auntie. Thank you for being right there in the comment section, going, giving me feedback. I appreciate you. Well, if nobody has no questions for me tonight, I am going to um, let you guys go and enjoy the rest of your night. Have a great rest of your week. I will be back with you guys again on Thursday night. Um, I do believe that Bobby is having a show tomorrow night. I do not know the topic of her show. Um, 
Fred has not. Yeah, Fred has not told me if he was going to have a show on Wednesday or Friday of this week yet. So, um, I can't tell you if he's doing anything until he hasn't told me yet. So, there is no announcement as far as that is concerned. Um, as far as other things, I will keep you guys posted as the time goes by, and as we get um closer to that time. Um, but again. Thank everybody that that came on tonight and supported and thank everybody that was in the chat section talking back with me and and talking to me. I so appreciate you guys for for the feedback because I needed it. I needed to know. um, I needed to hear from you guys on tonight and I so appreciate you guys for that. But other than that, I love you all to life. Live every day on purpose. make it count because time is the one thing that you spend every day that you cannot get back all right so i love you guys i will see you guys again on thursday night i do believe that quint will be um with me on thursday night so it'll be the both of us um yes thank you so much and you have a blessed and wonderful week i will be getting in touch with you soon all right so thank you so much again for coming on tonight but i love you all Have a blessed and wonderful rest of your week. All right, until then, see y'all Thursday. Have a good night.